Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Imagine a place of your own in your name, a place where all your stuff is, where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia housing and see how home helps everyone. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Box Office Breakdown. On this episode, we're going to find out a tale as old as time, for twas beauty that killed the beast. Let's do it. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Box Office Breakdown. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Box Office Breakdown. Of course, this is the show where every single week we look back at the box office that was, and then we... I think it's... I wonder how many of you are itching at home to be like, come on, <laughs> prognosticate. Ah, look at that, about the box office that lies ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm one of your host, Frank Moran. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HappyGoJackie. And what's up? My name is Carrie Lane. You can find me online at Carrie D. Lane. And if you go to Electro Threads on Instagram and put in the code KLANE, you get 20% off. So this is where you can get that awesome kind of hoodie. Even me? Yeah. Well, Anybody. Right, Anybody. Even yeah. Neil in the booth? Yeah. Look at that. They I'm- got hoodies, shirts. Uh, blankets, a little bit of everything. Oh, my goodness. Uh, and you can't see it on here, but there's like, go to my Instagram and you'll see there's a skull down on the ooh, lower part of the hoodie. Cool. cool. Yeah. Uh, and as always, we've got Neil in the booth. Neil, ooh, where can ooh. they find you? Mm. Or not. Interesting. Is this, is this mic on mute? This is this is, this is the sting where he makes us seem like fools. Hello. There it is. <laughs> Yay. Neil, where can Hello they that. find you, sir? Oh, this experience of technical difficulties. You can find me everywhere on Twitter and the like at the Neil Plumley. That's T-H-E-N-E-I-L-P-L-U-M-L-E-Y. Also, Carrie, do they have blankets with skeletons in the lower corners? I think they probably have the same design, yeah. That's fantastic. They have so many. It's so good. It's a lot of bright colors, which I like. Oh, I, I like the pretty colors. I can hear the the keyboards clicking in the background. Neil's I went to go get food right before this, and I had four dudes working, all like my hair and my hoodie. I was just like, oh, okay, thanks. Mm-hmm. Carrie Lane is on point I didn't point think it was tonight. like, you know, that amazing, but I was like, oh, okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> Look at that. Uh, you need a little happy dance like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and as always, folks, you know what? You can like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on yes. iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, of course, Neil is going to pull up the chat for us so we can hear what you have to say about this week's movies or just the box office in general. Uh, and, you know, if you're watching even after the show is streamed live, you know, you can comment. Comment down below, and you didn't say it, but give the video a thumbs up on YouTube. You know, do that. You do. You do. Jump to iTunes, but YouTube thumbs up. We we like your guys' thumbs up. Please, please do. You know, I actually I I read my first YouTube comment, and I thought of you. Wait, have you not read YouTube comments? I've never until yesterday. I had never read a YouTube comment. Wow. I know. I know. I. I, It just. It's just something that just passes by. But uh, I read it, and uh, I I thought of Carrie Lane as I was like. "Mm." All right. Was it a good comment? 
<laughs> Luckily, that I get. No, I feel like I should stop blowing my head. It was a good comment, so I was like, "All right, okay, good." <laughs> so I've definitely read all kinds. So <laughs> I'm sure there are many yes. that uh, that hate the ground that I walk on, mm-hmm. or the microphone that I talk on. So yeah. Uh, but without any further ado, let's stop talking about this and let's start talking about some yes. hot box office. We've got everybody in the chat. So awesome to see all of you. What's up? Oh my goodness, we got Sky, Media Shock, Albin, uh, Adelia. Look at all these fine folks in there. Mm-hmm. So, of course, uh, I guess there's no no doubt uh, that Beauty and the Beast was going to do uh, good numbers. Yeah, that but, boycott, man, really successful, apparently. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they showed you, right, Malaysia? Oh, That's right. Yeah. But I don't know if any, I mean, this did far no, wait, better than what? anybody expected. Who oh, did? I know Malaysia was trying to trim out some, uh, some, uh, some minutes there, like four minutes they wanted to cut out. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't know they were cutting out. No, here in the U.S., there's some, like, mom's blog thing. She's like, well, I'm not going to go see it, and I'm going to boycott it. And you're like, yeah. brother. Uh, But even though I think people have expected this to do really well, it it exceeded even a few expectations, Mm -hmm. too. And so far, Disney decided to call it. Uh, with 170 million, but they are projecting it could go as high as 174, uh, if not more. Andrew in the chat points out, I'm curious how much the actuals are tomorrow going to be. Yep, I, I agree. I'd be curious how much. Yeah. For the so, weekend. Look at that. My movie theater, I tried to go, guys. Every screening was pretty much sold out, so then I didn't see it. No, it, uh, it did far better than I thought. In fact, our box office bet. Uh, between <laughs> Carrie, Neil, and myself, <laughs> Carrie and I, we, uh, we, we were just like minded. So that is I know, 135. Right? And uh, Neil, Neil, you, you should have gone even higher, man. He I really should have. I've been going high like I, past few weeks. I yeah. thought, well, I've been I've been burned. Okay. You know, I went I went really high past like you know the entire time I've been engineering yeah. the show, past like five <laughs> weeks or so. So I thought, you know what, I'm not going to get burned this time. I'm going to go a little bit more conservatively, and uh-huh. I, I really. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Imagine a place of your own in your name, a place where all your stuff is where there's a dinner table and a family around it. Virginia Housing makes it possible for thousands across the Commonwealth with our special homeownership programs, including loans, grants, and free classes. Because when we help people buy homes, their communities thrive. Click to learn more about Virginia Housing and see how home helps everyone. I should have went nuts, honestly. I, I almost expected you could have put like 150 as a conservative, and then you would have been like way closer than us. Yeah. Uh, as it was, though, he price of uh, price is right at us, and I just went yeah. 136 million. Mm-hmm. So looks like Carrie and I will be seeing. Yeah. The beast. We'll Yay! try the gray stuff before we go. Okay. I hear it's delicious. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, are you surprised that it did even better than than uh, you thought? No, because family movie and nostalgia, which, okay, this is one of those double-edged swords, guys. Uh, sorry, that all those words blurred together. Double-edged mm. swords and guys and you all. Um, we, we talk about how, like, we would like to have new movies at the box office, but then I'm like, I want to go see Beauty and the Beast. But I would argue it's a little bit different because you're remaking it and changing an aspect of either, you know, cartoon to live action or, like, the... 
live action Cinderella where they approached the story differently or took a different angle and there you go oh okay because I don't know if you guys saw it was on Twitter which I was like I hope this is a rumor they were talking about remaking the Matrix and you're like no but I like people's comments where they're like, okay, remake the second one or the third one. They're like, first one, don't touch it. But the second or third could... Would you be happier so, if the they weren't remakes, but they were just another or uh, story? Or extend the universe. In- yes. Yeah. Perfect. No problem. Actually, as it stands, uh, the wording is reboot. Yes. So people are True. people are sort of thinking that it could be not, not, not necessarily a remake, but there's now a theory that since Michael B. Jordan was just cast, that it could be a young Morpheus story. Uh, when he first finds, because he gets on, he, I think the ship that he gets on in the beginning, or when, when when he gets extracted from the Matrix, is the Nebuchadnezzar, and then the crew uh, at some point dies, and he has to captain it. Okay. So see, it that's could, that cool. could be a cool story. Yeah, take a world we know and expand on it. That's great. Yeah, um, but would you want to see? I mean, so much as Morpheus, do you want to see that story? You already know what the end game is. You're like, yeah. There's plenty of young versions of. People of characters we know, but it's fun like, to see where they came from. Like young Sherlock Holmes? Yeah. <laughs> I like that movie. Really? Yes. Oh, I can't remember. As a kid, it not. was good. Uh, now, one, speaking of Beauty of the Beast, one of the three of us have seen that film. Yay! And it is not two of the people that are in yep. this room. Neil, you saw it. How much, first tell me how long into the movie was it before you cried? I uh, almost started crying immediately. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a weeper. With the music, did it just get you? Yeah, you know, okay. it, it was the music. They they do the whole intro with the beast thing and the narrator, <sighs> and um, and it went right when it goes to the part was like, and who could ever love a beast? It's like that part. It's like shot for shot, and Aww. it's sort of backing off of him, huddled over the rose, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, I'm losing it right now. Wow! I'll wear my glasses so my contacts don't freak out. Now, compared to the animated film, there's about 45 extra minutes in the live action. So, mm. are you happy with things that they changed and expanded? Um, I would say uh, there, there are some new original songs. Oh, okay. In there, okay. Um, some of them are good. Some of them are like, okay, that was interesting. Mm. Um, I would say um, Luke Evans as Gaston was pretty much spot on casting. Mm. Um, Emma uh, Emma Watson, I think she could have used a little bit better direction, seeing as she was probably acting to blue screen the whole time. Mm. Um. Uh, so in, in some in some moments, I was like, "Well, you could have moat a little bit better there," but I don't think that's entirely her fault, based on the circumstances. Um, but the the Lefou stuff, mm-hmm. where he is a gay character, it's just fantastic. I honestly, I want more of that. Oh, okay. if, if they were going to expand anything, if there's like a director's cut, I want all the extra minutes to be gay Lefou. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Nice. And because uh, Kevin Klein has a song in this one, right? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Hmm. Is that a song that you enjoy? Is it like, eh? Because yeah. I, I keep hearing people saying that there's one song that's sticking with them. But I, I don't mean, know. The, the ones that stick with me are the ones that, you know, I From know. the original? Yeah. There you go. I'm probably going to cry of the nostalgia of it and just be like, oh my gosh, it's like, because it just, you know, brings back your childhood. Now, okay, say, uh, say they go down the road and they, and they remake Aladdin. Uh, look at Robin Williams' performance. They're so iconic as That's a That's going to be hard. Could yeah. you find anything that you could that could rival, at least just rival Robin Williams' performance as a genie? I don't, I don't. As long as I don't cast Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's certain ones where you're like, mm, yeah, we'll see. Um, the 
online info. I didn't read the articles, but a lot of headlines for Mulan. They're looking at not doing it with music, which I'm fine with. To be more of a serious straight martial art with, which I'm like, uh, mm, I'm torn because I kind of did like. I do like the songs of Mulan a lot, but I could see. I think it'd be kind of cool as a serious martial arts. But you could maybe have the songs not necessarily be like them singing it but have it be you know the soundtrack or the score rather than like them singing it so yeah that's good i, li- mm-hmm. I like that idea because I, I i agree that songs in in the mulan remake might be a little weird seen as if you're gonna make it a realistic live action it's right. gonna be pretty serious yeah there's like burned up villages and stuff mm-hmm. and it's gonna be pretty gritty. people die yeah so, but I like the idea of having them as like background themes because people would really glue onto that. That's like uh, in Bollywood. There's some, so there's many movies where like the songs are we're breaking out into song and dance, and then there's other movies where like it's more just the background where it's a prominent thing, but the characters aren't singing. Uh, do we bring back Donny Osmond to do a, a remake of his uh, Make a Man Out of You? No, do we not do that, or do we just turn it over to some artist from today to do his interpretation? It's, it's a good song too. I like that song. I well, I, I laugh because in a in, in funny random Carrie fact in college I did a, a couple drag king shows, so that's where girls look like dudes. And um, we did part of a number to make a man out of you because oh, that's nice. just a funny one to do with that too. So All right. mm-hmm. uh, I made a very pretty boy. So now, if they just went down the entire <laughs> Disney list and they just started remaking all their animated classics, would you be happy for them to go down that direction? Make them live action? Yeah. I would want new ones. Because I feel like... Like, they like, made Moana, that's like a new one. So it's like, or like, you know, Hercules isn't one of the princesses, but like that story isn't, but it's like a new Disney at the time. Yeah. But like, make more stuff like that. I mean, they're doing The Lion King. Yeah. So, I mean... But I'm like, how are you doing the line? But it's like they did Jungle Book, so... Yeah. See, that one is too... It's going to be too much computer animated with, like, their mouths moving, which... In a cartoon, doesn't look weird, but somehow with live action, it just still doesn't quite look right. I feel out of all of them, that's the one that I feel like is the least necessary, only because it's so close to mm. its original format. So it's mm-hmm. like, why do I need to see a CGI version of an animated mm-hmm. film? Some of them you're just like, no. Uh, Sky in the chat said, live action Aladdin's going to be musical. Mulan's going to be like Cinderella. Songs will be at the end. Yeah. Um, I just would hope they'd continue to make new content and not just be like lazy and do reboots. But I feel like Beauty and the Beast is going to be I the I mean, sign. it did well, though. Yeah. <laughs> so get ready for that Black Cauldron remake. I think we've all been waiting for the, the live action. Yeah. The Black Cauldron. The forgotten Disney movie. That's right. Uh, or Oliver and Company. Yes. I like that movie. <laughs> or, well, then there's Sage. We talked about how Anastasia's going to Broadway. Yeah. So that's different, too. Like, But then that's an interesting way to switch the medium, too, of taking a cartoon and making a live-action, excuse me, maybe a live-action, like, play. True. And I guess they went for that with all these films. They also yeah. did live Broadway versions of these animated films first. Exactly. Being the Beast was a Broadway thing for a long yeah. time. So. Lion King mm-hmm. is huge. Aladdin they've been doing. <laughs> Oliver and Company is called Homeward Bound. Uh, yes, but no. I'd say yes, but no. Because yeah, it didn't have Billy Joel. So. <laughs> it, I don't know. Homeward Bound just makes me more, like, stressed of your pet being gone to oh. the woods while you're on vacation. But, though I love the movie. I like both of them, actually. Yeah, but, like, when the kid at the end, like, gives it, like, oh, he was too Shadow. old. He's never going to make it Shadow. anyway. 
<laughs> in the mud pit, and you're like, ah. oh. animal movies, man. I'm gonna cry so much. Animal, human distress. I'm like, that's all right. Animal. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, you oh, know, it's falling. rough. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, continue on with the top five. Coming in number two, Kong Skull Island from mm-hmm. Warner Brothers. Another twenty-eight point eight million dollars, dropping at fifty-two point seven percent. I think we all said that was number two, right? Yes. Yeah. In fact, I feel, I feel like Neil was right. Uh, he had a, a strong top five last week. He nailed it. Uh, uh, did we agree, Neil? Were we the same? I, I We're think, one if I, off. If I remember right, we, we agreed. I think we I think did. we both kept the shack in. Yeah. I said the shack was gone, and I was wrong. <sighs> I underestimated the, uh, the power <laughs> of uh, Sam Worthington, you know? And mm. never, never underestimated <laughs> The power of Sam Worthington. Uh, I'll have that on my tombstone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, coming in at number uh, three, uh, Logan from Fox, another $17.5 million. Doing strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, not, uh, this episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. You, you haven't you didn't see No, Kong. I did see it. You saw Logan, but oh, you didn't see Kong, not Kong did you? Yet, no. Okay. Uh, Neil, you saw it. Are you excited uh, about the, the idea of like combining all these monster universes? I mean, that's kind of where it has to go. Mm. That's where I mean that's it, it's sort of where it started out, right? You know, you had all these. I mean, it was, I guess it was mostly in Japan. You had all these like giant monsters fighting yeah. other giant monster mm-hmm. franchises, and it was awesome. And I think kaiju. they just they just want those yeah those big classic kaiju mm-hmm. brawls that they had before. Godzilla sort of touched on that with you know the, the recent Godzilla movie that they just made with Gareth Edwards at the helm. Um, but uh, seeing Kong go against that that's going to be insane because this is a huge, huge Kong. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I think it's part of the reason why they made him so big is so he can formidably face off against the king of lizards. Yeah, that's true. I did. Uh, there is a, a place here in Burbank, where uh, close to where we do the show from, called Creature Features. I don't know mm-hmm. if you've been there. Uh, they, they they have a little art gallery. Where they do rotating exhibits, and they were just wrapping up their uh, King Kong exhibit, kind of been <sighs> tying in with the release of the film. But they're also in the store. They're playing the uh, the old uh, Godzilla vs. King yay. Kong film. Mm-hmm. Man, whew, I just sit there and watch a little bit of it. Oof, that's a little rough one to, to sit through. Old? Okay. Yes. Uh, Sky brought that's a good point. Haunted Mansion with Del Toro? That mm-hmm. could be really interesting. Though, you know what? I really enjoyed the. Don't, uh, do not say Eddie I did. One. Oh, come I on. I remember seeing that in theaters, <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. It was so fun, and the ride is just so fun, so I thought it was great. Um, and then, yeah, 101 Dalmatians. There we go. That's a live action remake that I did like the 101 Dalmatians. I mean, Glenn Close the first made a good, great Corilla de Bill. I don't think I saw the second one. You didn't like the live uh, action? Uh, Eddie no, Murphy? I, no, the Eddie Murphy Haunted Eddie Mansion. Murphy, there was like, I saw the potential in it and I felt like it, oh, okay. it didn't go as far as I wanted it to go. It kind of, it, it got campy at too many, too many points. Uh, which, maybe that was just so fun because the ride is kind of campy. I don't know. Yeah, sometimes. But see, that's a way to remake it. Okay, so here's a way to do remake. So in terms of like they've made it once and it was like comedic and family, but if they redid it as like Del Toro and make it scarier, 
and like a darker movie, then that's cool. Like if you're going to almost change the genre, that's a remake that I could kind of get behind. Well, it's supposed to be a continuation of the Eddie Murphy one, so he's going to be in this too, and you see where his life is taken. Okay, no, just I'm like, sure. it's just all, he's okay. just a just a man. Be- actually, I would love if he actually decided to take that Eddie Murphy film and then do a sequel and then really just twist it and just make <laughs> like, like the darker kidding. version of it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, come on, oh, Eddie Murphy, they, do it. They, uh, I don't know if you guys are seeing around on Twitter, Del Toro confirmed they will not be doing another Hellboy. How do you feel Sad. about that? I mean, one, Ralph Perlman is getting up there. True. But, you know, still. I love the first one and the second one's good too. Yeah. And that world is so cool. But, I mean, it's one of those, I guess I didn't know there was going to be a third so then I was like, Oh, we're not getting a third? No, I'm sad about it. I'm like, why are we talking about this? Yeah, there was talk for the longest time about doing it, and then it would fall away from the wayside because, you know, the second one didn't do as well as they, they thought it was going to do, so it just uh, kind of laid yeah. there. But always with the idea, like, maybe we can actually get a raise up enough interest to get a third yeah. one made. And it never happened. But did you feel at the end of the second one that you needed a third film? I don't think I was ever, like, itching. More because it was, um, you just liked it that you'd want more, not necessarily, like... Like the story got to the point where like I need to see what happens next. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so. Though I will say at Spectral Motion, I got to wear the Hellboy tail. Oh really? Yeah, I I did a. If you guys like special effects, uh, there's a. They went through different who owned it, but uh, Blood and Guts. You can find it on YouTube. It was with the Nerdist, and it was also with um, Fangoria. But special effects show where we went to prop shops. And so I have it on my Instagram. I have the Hellboy tail, and I got to hold the hand, too. That's awesome. So it's super cool. So how does the tail fit on you? Is it just like... It was just... like a belt. And, um, yeah, it's pretty much just like a belt. And is that uh, it pretty much just one solid piece, and then... That one that they had there, yeah. Wow. That's pretty cool. And they cool. had, like, the uh, monster things with, like, the tentacle hair things out in the front. They had one on display. Oh, that's oh. Spectrum Motion over in Burbank. I think it's Spectrum Motion. I, I don't. I don't know if I've. Uh, is mm-hmm. it easy to see, or you you drive by it and just miss it? I, most of the prop shops you'll miss them. Mm. Special effects shop you'll drive by and you're like, where is it? Like whenever I drive to set, I'm like, where are we meeting, guys? <laughs> True, because I guess if they showed you mm-hmm. all the good stuff, nobody yeah. would ever be like, oh, what? Let's go in over yeah. here. Uh, coming in at number four on our top five here, Get Out. From Universal, another $13.2 million. I did see that. I saw it today at 1 o'clock. Did you feel... Uh, could you say you just you, you liked it? it I liked it, but I am not in the crowd that loved it. However, I wonder if my opinion of it has been affected by the hype of it ahead mm-hmm. of time. And I was worried about that, too. I'm like, I need to hurry up and see it because everyone's talking about it. Everyone's talking about it. I need to hurry up and go see it. Um, so I did enjoy it, but I wasn't like, oh my gosh blown away um there's definitely things in it that it did that are very great and cool and i can't fully give my opinion on it because that will spoil some of it uh but if you have seen it it's very similar to another movie out there so then i was a little bit like the concept they changed it a little bit uh so i was a little disappointed in terms of thinking going in i thought it was going to be completely super original because people are like oh my gosh so original so i'm like okay cool and then i'm watching it and go they, they did this in another movie, a different version of it. And this one's a little more uh, organized, but still. She, of course, you know. the film she's referring to is Bicentennial Man, also with Bradley Whitford. Shh. Uh, no? Shush. Is that no. Oh, okay. I don't want to say it because I don't want to spoil <laughs> it for you people who haven't seen it. But either way, I recommend it because it's a cool suspense horror one. Um, though I was talking to a friend today, she saw it. She didn't really care for it because she personally didn't, she didn't really get scared much at all. 
I felt the tension in it and the creepiness. It's more like a yeah a thriller because in terms of like weird and what's going on and um, yeah, I felt I figured out things sooner than I normally do too because I mm. try to turn that off. I try to turn that part of my brain off when I'm watching a movie because I don't want to get ahead of myself because then the surprise is kind of spoiled. Like uh, I just rewatched or just watched because it'd been I'd never seen it. I watched Kiss the Girls today too. Um, and if you guys see that, there's a character I'm like, that's gonna be the bad guy, and it was, and I was like, damn it, I didn't want to be right. I thought it was, I thought it was too, like that was yeah. they could have done something to make it less obvious that that person was involved. When it comes to, so, I feel like, do you feel like uh, horror? I films? know, yeah. Alvin said, don't let people overhype movies for you. I know, I tried, I tried so hard. Uh, and even Alvin Reverso, it's not a horror movie; it's a thriller. Mm-hmm. As you're talking about, do you feel like? Having the the label of a horror film more because that I feel like that's a very I don't want to say like a niche because horror films depending on the right one can do incredibly well at the box mm-hmm. office but you feel like if you're saying horror film you're almost you're kind of lowering the quality of it so to speak but if you call oh. it a thriller it kind of elevates it slightly sure because thrillers you could ha- argue are more heady like it's more a thought and a mystery versus horror which can be more just like blood guts gore. Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, it could be anything to, like, the Friday the 13th movies. Yeah, it can be slasher to torture porn to ghosts to monsters. So, um, not that I, uh, oh, yeah, Alvin says, Miss Lavy in a movie can ruin the experience because you don't get what you're expecting. Very true. I I, I wasn't going in expecting, I wasn't thinking it was something else. I, I just more... Again, I enjoyed it, but I wasn't like, wow. Though there's very few movies recently that I freak out and are super excited about. True, but it definitely was. I, I kept on hearing so much about it being a horror film. So when I went through it and finished oh. it, I was like, this was a lot less scarier than I thought. More, But definitely more tense. suspenseful. It's yes. very tense. It for definitely, sure. for sure. But I was when you hear horror, I think you can't help but come in and think like, oh, there's going to be a lot of blood spraying all over the place. It's going to get crazy. Mm, there's different kinds. So... Uh, and then those quality kills, man. With those quality kills, <laughs> and one I can't speak on because I didn't see the Belco experiment, which didn't make our top five, anyways. Um, no, it did not. I hadn't seen the trailer till get. It was on the tra- trailer bit for Get Out, mm-hmm. and I don't want to judge a movie by a trailer because, like, you know, they pick certain bits, they advertise a certain way. But I was watching that, and speaking of remakes or concepts, I was like, "So you mean Battle Royale? Because it's you got to kill other people." You have a chip, or in Battle Royale, it's a collar that they can kill you. And, um, you know, just people turning on each other. So then I was like, oh, that's... I mean, it might be cool, yeah, but I, it I, was I, one of those... It, I don't like it when it feels too familiar, because then I'm like, but I just saw it. Yeah, I feel like the reviews that I've read of the Belko experiment just say that it's not as... They don't do as much of the concept as they could. And that, for the most part, I've seen more negative reviews and very few positives. On, on the Belco, Belco experiment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Trailers misleading. Yeah. Horror films can be smarter. That's what makes it, when they stand out, when they are smarter in terms of, like, I don't want a horror movie where you're yelling at the screen the whole, t- screen the whole time of, like, what are you doing? Like, don't go down the stairs. Like, when they just do dumb stuff. I like horror movies better when they try to do the right thing and it just doesn't work. How would you That's classify better. Don't Breathe? More a thriller? Or do you... See, that's where I feel horror is a broad blanket, but it is in that in-between category, too. I, I mean, technically, if you're going to with horror as... 
we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus vest that expires seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Something of, yeah, in between. All right. I did like to, Don't Breathe, though. More than Get Out? They're different. Okay. But if you had to go back... Because and... my problem with uh, Don't Breathe is I didn't like our protagonist enough. So that's the problem, too. It's like, uh, like, I started Iron Fist. I don't really whole, like a whole lot of people in it. All right. Uh, but if somebody came to you and said, like, Carrie, here's a DVD of both Which one would Get you Out want? and don't, uh, don't Breathe. Which one would you watch first? Uh, there's less disturbing stuff in Get Out. There's some parts in Don't Breathe that you're like... I Turkey baster, yeah. people. That, that I admit, it's been a long time since I've been in the theater and kind of squirmed during a scene, and that was a our whole scene. audience freaked out. Was like, like oh. um, though it was funny and get out today. There's one moment that's, I mean, it's kind of scary, but it's like he had slapped in the face or something mundane, but somebody down front like yelped, and then we all kind of laughed because it wasn't fu- scary, yeah. but it's funny to hear someone else like, oh. yeah. <laughs> Um, um, I'll give it up for Bradley Woodford, oh, though, man. That's Alvin great. says, Don't Breathe doesn't have rewatchability of Get Out. Yeah, Don't Breathe, I'm good the one time. And also, I just didn't like the kids, so I was a little bit more annoyed. Yeah, I would agree. I'd rather and watch Get Out. I will say also for Get Out, not spoiling anything, external chargers for your phone. Just saying. There's issue with the phone being plugged in. External charger. I mean, you might probably still have the same problem, but still. You can have an external charger and keep it in your pocket. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, see, I, I, I don't like dumb things like that where I'm like, I can think of an easy solution. I'm like, why? Like, in well, Get Out, they're breaking into a house. Why didn't you bring a flashlight? Why didn't all of you have a flashlight? Why are you using your phone? Yeah, but true. But I feel like, even though I know external charges are around, like I think I have. I I do have two. I but have I've like never three. U- but I've never used them. Oh, I use. Them. And they and they. You know, do you they, go to conventions yet? I do, and I that's have them, when you and use I never them. Use them. The really? Yeah. Oh, that's that's when I see like when you're life. at a convention. Yeah, you don't think when I'm going to go see my my girlfriend's parents for for the weekend. Um, I bring my external charger with me because my car charger doesn't work. Hmm. Okay. So, see again, it's one of those. If they had a even movies where they have one line about like something you think of, they address it and then dismiss it. Then it's fine. But it's when you're sitting there going, you kind of just don't, you know. <laughs> Just saying. All right. Okay. Uh, and coming to number but five. But I liked it. Coming back to that. I know some people, when they get hit, they're like, wait. I'm like, no, I liked it. I'd recommend it. Yeah, and yeah. I mean. Mildly. I was going to say, I'd tell, say more, but then it's like, I don't want, don't want to spoil stuff. Uh, basically, Bradley Woodford plays the same character from The West Wing. That's what happens to Josh Lyman, right? No. I'm just going to like smile and nod all your weird comments <laughs> now. I'm like, no. 
What are you talking about? Yeah, I'm just making everything. I haven't watched like, West Wing. I watched oh, yeah. like the first episode. That's it. Oh, man. Well, uh, Bradley Whitford's character in there. That's the same I haven't one. gotten into it yet. You're going to love it. Okay. But Bradley Whitford's character is there. This is what shows, happens you know? to him. Get Out is what happens to Josh mm-hmm. Lyman after he leaves uh, the DC political scene. Uh... What is it? Okay, Sky says, so how can directors and writers do better where the film projects, especially when it comes to horror films, where you have to please the audience members the best way you can? No, you don't try to please your audience. You just make something really good and the right audience will find it. Oh, that's true. Because that was like a YouTuber comment a while ago that I saw that was very good advice in terms of don't make something to please your audience because you're never going to get everybody happy. You make something that you think is good that you like and you're proud of and the people who like it will find it. No, because I feel like there's, there are, I mean, a lot of films, you see them catering to the audience. And, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it, it works and they do get a lot. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I get imagine it's, for for the creator, not yeah. as much because you're feel, you're basically just, your heart's not in it. You're just basically mm-hmm. just ticking off boxes. Because, you yeah. know, like, audiences are like this, this, and this. But if you get something like Jordan Peele, who's been wanting to do this for so long, has had this idea percolating mm-hmm. in his head, and then you just saw audiences really respond yeah. to something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming to number five for our top five. Uh, yep, Carrie and Neil were right. The Shack had the strength there. to kick butt, knock Batman, uh, the Lego Batman movie, out of the top five. Uh, so it pulled in another $6.13 million mm-hmm. at the box office there. Ah, I like that. Alvin in the chat says, best horror movies are good movies first, then horror second. All right. That's true. Yeah, I mean, if you feel like you could, yeah. Because I, I, I feel like too often, I, I think a lot with horror films, like the, the characters more often than not can just be cliches or archetypes. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, this, there's no development. Or you, you don't care about anything. Or you've got to make fun of it. Like, um, oh, damn, I'm like this thing. And then I'm like, nope. Uh, but a horror movie that first came to mind that's not your typical zombie movie is um, Pontypool. And that's an excellent horror movie and it's a zombie movie but there's actually not a lot of zombies and it's very smart and you get the tension of the characters because of what situation they're in and but it's not like cliche characters so you're not just sitting there going oh this is boring yeah i just i don't want to um, see where it feel, I, when i see things like it? that i feel like the filmmakers are more concerned about like really cool ways mm-hmm. of like visualizing the monsters mm-hmm. or the killing you're like oh this is gonna be really cool and they don't care about the characters they're just basically yeah. there to get you to these really yep. cool moments. And I'm totally, I'm going to think of it later. I'm going to be like, that movie. But there's <laughs> one, I, I like it because they make fun of it. They have a guy show up and they're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the guy who's going to save the day. And then he dies. So then they're kind of making fun of the horror tropes of like, I'm the hero. And you're like, no. Oh, uh, kind of like uh, Sam Jackson in um, uh, Deep Blue Sea. I think I saw that. That's with LL Cool J mm, yes. and Thomas Jane, where he does his big Sam mm-hmm. Jackson speech. You're like, all right, this is it. And then mm. chomp. Mm-hmm. That, was a, that was a good Sam Jackson quality killer. I mm-hmm. appreciated that. Uh, all right, so international numbers here. Beauty and the Beast uh, charmed its way into the uh, bo- bo- international box office this weekend with a $180 million start, combined with the equally huge Laid on Feast. Me. That's the name of the horror movie. <laughs> I'm like, I knew it. I was thinking of the cover. It's I'm like, coming. what's the cover? What's the cover? Come. What's the cover? Um, I worked at a video store, guys. I worked at Blockbuster and Hollywood Video. So I always think of like the covers. But yeah, Feast is actually a really good horror movie and it makes fun of horror movies. So then they go with the camp and the, you know, the humor of it. Yeah. All so, right. But it's a cool horror movie. I like a lot of horror comedies where, because it's horror, but then you throw in jokes and kind of alleviate the mood slash not take itself too seriously. Yeah, I thought again, like Get Out. I mean, some of the people fairly well as a comedy, but it's just like no. moments that kind of break the tension. Yes, which I it's thought was good. A, no, anything with his buddy was always just yeah. uh, that was great stuff. 
so of course, uh, combined with the, the huge domestic opening, that puts the global tally uh, for the live action update at a $350 million Ooh. total worldwide. Uh, it is now the number two March debut of all time, both globally internet and internationally. It just follows uh, behind internationally, behind Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice. Uh, let's see. So basically, it sprang past pre-weekend estimates on all fronts. And mm-hmm. looking at the same suite of markets, uh, it compared about 35% ahead of The Jungle Book, 96% of Alice in Wonderland, which, oof, that's not hard to do because that movie is, ugh. Uh, and 100% of Maleficent and 148% ahead of Cinderella. The uh, it was also virtually number one in all the, it's virtually all its debuts uh, in 44 uh, markets this weekend. A dazzling $22.8 million in the UK gave it the highest grossing three-day opening ever for a PG title. And China opened up to $44.8 million for the biggest ever Disney live-action launch weekend. Uh, now, that only refers to Disney films. not uh, uh, It's not Lucasfilm or Marvel films in that. Uh, and basically, in a matter of days, the live-action version of Beauty and the Beast will beat her 1991 cartoon version, which ended its domestic run at $218.9 million. So, yeah, that's... Uh, mm. It's gonna it's gonna do a lot of money. Probably. <laughs> Probably. 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 Yeah, it's uh it's amazing. I was so I did better much better than I thought. Uh now, of course, uh in a moment folks we've uh we found out who lost this week's box office bet. But Carrie and I have a chance to redeem ourselves because coming up in a little bit, we'll be doing our next box office bet and we've got four films in contention. Oh, excuse me. Three films in contention. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are going to do uh, Chips. Wait, there's four? Yeah, I'm going to... Uh. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're going to... <laughs> uh, we got Chips with Dak Shepard, who uh, who wrote this and directed it, along with Michael Pena, a uh, remake of the 1970s series there. Now, see, that's an interesting thing where when they take a serious show and make it a comedy, yeah. like 21 Jump Street was a little more serious... Um, Starsky and Hutch was a little more serious, and then they make it goofy comedy. Chips is the same way. I didn't watch it, but I was someone was telling me of like it was more serious, and now they're making goofy comedy. So it's interesting they're taking these older shows that were serious and instead of making them serious again. They're like, let's just make a goofy comedy. Yeah, I feel like they want to make fun of some of the the tropes that you saw so many times. Maybe you always saw like really cool car crashes and chips and stuff. Yeah, I, I, but, but the I thing is, like, do you like that as a fan of it, or you're just like, Ugh. I don't. Know. I mean, I, seeing every trailer I've seen for this. Has not got me excited about seeing this film. Mm-hmm. I, I watch these trailers. Oh yeah, and I'm just no, like, me too. Mm-hmm. I'm like, mm-hmm. and I mean, I like Michael Pena. He's great, and yeah. Dak Shepard can be fine in the right things. Yes. But ugh, there's just something about this that is just not sucking me in. I, uh, I I will say, um, I, I, I'm not too excited for that movie. Mm-hmm. But there is one thing to counter what Frank said. One thing that makes me like feel like I want to see it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And that is a funnier die short that Dax and Michael and uh, Kristen Bell did. Yes. With Kristen Bell's audition for the movie It's, of course, you know, uh, a, a sketch that they wrote. Mm-hmm. But I just I found that hilarious, and I was just like, okay, maybe uh, maybe I'll enjoy this movie. Maybe not in theaters, but maybe I will enjoy it. 
Okay. That little slice, yes. Basically, Dax Shepard, essentially, the, it makes her Kristen Bell audition. Yeah. Uh, she's like, why am, you know, why you, you thought you gave me this part? Why am I, why are you making me audition? So you just see what happens from there. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I guess, you know, that was, I did watch that as well, and, that, and it does make you chuckle. So I was like, mm-hmm. oh, all right, maybe if that's the idea, then it could be fun. But those trailers. All the other trailers, I'm like, nope. Oof. Yeah. I don't know about that one. Uh, then we also have Life with uh, Ryan Reynolds and Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't know what it is. It's well, like, I was going to say, speak of trailers, depends which trailer you saw in this movie. I don't know how many of you guys had seen the early versions of the trailers and then the secondary. First version trailers of Life were slow and no monster reference at all. Just the little creature thing that touches his finger and it's very dark and dramatic. New trailer starts off with rock music and how fun they are and shows monsters gonna come and destroy the planet and we have to save everybody i'm like those are completely different movies the way you advertise those trailers no that's true i feel like that's you see the marketing department at work they're like they're oh, like let's try it this nope, way change your mind yeah because it yeah. was the slow one for the longest time and then suddenly a new one which one worked better on you i was a little more interested with the monster but then i was like i don't you guys they show too much so, eh. Neela, have you seen the trailers for this? I have indeed. And let me just say that I feel like I'm excited for this movie, if only because it looks like where uh, Ridley Scott is trying to bring back his Alien franchise. This looks like it's a different take on the same concept, where it's mm-hmm. very claustrophobic. There's an mm-hmm. alien species that's on the ship that's vastly outpowering the crew. But this has something that the Alien franchise didn't have, where there is... Um, there's such there's just so much more danger for people on Earth because they are so close to the planet. In Alien, it was like we need to kill this thing so it doesn't eventually get back. Oh, to Earth. yeah. Yeah. And this one's like we need to kill it immediately yeah. because if if we fall out of orbit or something happens, it could destroy all yeah. life on Earth. Which uh, uh, I, I think yeah. is a is an interesting uh, development on this old like I, I I'll say old but yeah you know this like yeah. sci-fi movie monster sure in space. Uh, archetype. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. For some reason, I watch these trailers, and I and it's not at all the same type of movie. Certainly, it's more of an aliens type yeah. feel. But I just get that that vibe of like Event Horizon, like Lawrence that's Fishburne, so Sam Neill. You know, where it's just like these really good actors in a movie that's just a little bit beneath them, but they oh, decided no, to do Event it because it might Horizon be just fun. Was so good. Oh man. Um, the... Where you just see characters doing. Where you're saying like when you're seeing characters act at the 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 lowest. Uh, their lowest sure. intelligence there where you're making I, dumb decisions that's the thing I hate about the new Aliens trailer of like we're gonna go on a planet we don't know we're not wearing masks we don't send out a probe like robot first steps on something in the spores and I'm like see where's your hazmat suit where is like some kind of covering I'm like I'm I'm tuned out already I'm like that's the same problem with the last Alien remake they're like let me take off my mask and let me touch the thing with my bare finger no I'm not even in the science field but I know enough that no no like yeah. ah drives me nuts well same thing for that life trailer where you see the guy like he's like this is I not mean, gonna end he, well he does have the it is the gloves that are inside the thing but still i agree too of like really you don't know what it is i wouldn't know no no oh no but from from what i've seen from the trailer he's doing those experiments throughout the film after they find it yeah and then at one point it starts to overtake him yeah. But, but it looks like he's like you know doing tests on it periodically throughout the throughout the beginning True. of the film so mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give him a pass on that because huh. he's at least approaching it scientifically. 
I'll they take just don't that. Understand it that well. It, it's just more the the one in Aliens, the two bits of the last Alien movie they made, and then um, them not taking their mask off and touching the thing. It's and then the new one where they're like, let's walk on the planet without any sort of apparatus saving our skin and breathability <laughs> stuff. I feel like in any alien movie, it's always the first person to find the egg room. Yes. Is the dumbest person yes. in the entire group. Sorry, and they kind of have to be to move the plot forward. Yeah, but I feel there's a better way to do it. Because like, if that's such a dumb thing that even I'm like, no, no way. I just, I tune out. I don't care. I'm just like, you guys are morons. You kind of deserve to die. Yeah, I mean, as long as I said it right, because I felt like Prometheus did a terrible job. Oh, thank you, Prometheus. Yeah. That was Horrible. when those guys get the, get the, guy gets his arm snapped and then the thing crawls up inside. Like that whole scene, they, I was just irritated watching because like, you guys are idiots. You're idiots. You're idiots. You're idiots. You're idiots. It's the whole yep. way through. If you would have made me believe, like, re- mm-hmm. rationally why they were doing mm-hmm. that, but they never did it. It's just like, oh, it killed yep. me. Uh, and of course, the other the other big right. film. I was talking about nostalgia. Uh, Power Rangers coming out as well. I'm, I'll see it. Go go Power it Rangers, huh? Excited about fun. Elizabeth Banks. There was controversy on that casting too, but um, There's, I shrug. I don't know. They're, like, there's something about their costumes. Like when they don't have the faceplate on, it just looks. I haven't watched enough trailers. See, that was one where I saw like one, and I kind of was like, okay, I'm not going to watch anymore. I'd be curious to see the new incarnation of it, pretty much. Yeah. I mean, so far, like, I've, I've heard the film is a lot Action lighter movie. than the, some of the trailers have depicted. Like, some of mm-hmm. the, like, the first trailer made it seem, like, so dark. You're like, what is this? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I hear it is a lot lighter than that. Yeah. Which would be good. Uh, Neil, uh, how excited are you to see Power Rangers? Hey, I'm excited, Frank. <laughs> uh, I, I feel like, I feel, you know, Power Rangers, it's, a, it's an institution. You know, it's a it's a it's a juggernaut of morning television. Mm-hmm. It's, it's one of mm-hmm. those uh, international staples that I think making a film, a live action film at this caliber, is definitely going to bring in box office money. Yeah. Um, and in, I think it has a I think it has an offside chance of being good actually. Ah. I mean, I certainly think between the two, if you look at Chips and Power Rangers, I think it's probably easier to get the Power Rangers audience excited and into the theater. Yes. Uh, because I feel like the nostal- these are kids that have grown up watching this, while Chips, so far removed, that it's just going to be a lot of like retro fans that I think that's yes. going to be harder to get people like Well, that's like, why yeah, they're maybe making out. a comedy to get new people into it. Uh, I don't know if I would watch that. The, the gritty remake of Chips. Like, mm, thanks, yeah, guys. No. Like, it's almost like Miami Vice. Like, almost that was almost too uh, gritty. I love the original show. And the new movie was like... See, that the show was drama, but it was a little campy. Um, and it had comedy. I felt the new one... Yeah, it went too dark. And you're like, no, they're not suave and cool like they were in the show. Yeah. No, that was one. No. Uh, so those are our three films. So, ladies and gentlemen, start chiming away there in the in the chat room. Uh, I know Alvin's there, so uh, <laughs> Alvin is th- uh, yes, Alvin. Uh, oh, counting on you to uh, keep track of these votes here for us. So we'll be choosing between Chips, Life, and Power Rangers. How exciting for that! In the meantime, though, we always like to do a look back at somebody that's in a little box office rewind. Somebody that's in one of the three uh, films coming out this weekend, mm-hmm. uh, and trying to, as always, you know, try to find somebody that is not just always just as, as a bunch of franchise films in their top five, so we can at least talk about some other films as well. So, especially Jake Gyllenhaal, uh, as much as he's always kind of pursued trying to do like a superhero film or whatnot, it doesn't have a lot of like uh, franchise films to his name. So he had a little mm-hmm. diverse for top five here. So I decided to do his 
Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Coming in at number five for him was Southpaw. Uh, it came out in 2015. Uh, $16.7 million. I didn't see that movie. I, I remember the trailer didn't look too bad. I heard, uh, heard it was pretty good, but I never saw it. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming in at number four, a film that we talked about with uh, Hugh Jackman as well, uh, Prisoners from Warner Brothers back in 2013. 20.89. Nope, I've heard really good things about that as well, too, and would mm. like to check that out. Uh, and coming in at number three, from Universal back in 20, 2005, Jarhead, $27.7 mm. million. I did see that, but I didn't love it. I did not see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember I liked it enough. Because it's... Uh, I, I like older military movies, not current day ones. Because this takes place, what, in Iraq? A desert yeah, storm? Yeah, some of that. Yeah. Though I think I like Black Hawk Down, so... That was a really good one. That was a really good one. Coming to number two... Uh, Prince of Persia, The I Sands of like Time. I did like that. But wonderful ethnic casting where you go, hmm, he's not Persian. But it's funny, I met someone who is Persian and looked like what the character should be because I played the video game. So I was like, uh, yeah. I don't know. I felt like... <laughs> I, I wanted it was fun. To like, it was, I wanted to like the movie more, though. And I just, you know... Jake Chilton, I was fine. You have such it. high expectations for movies all the time. You should seem disappointed. Should you? Should. <laughs> but I would lower my expectations, so you're not always disappointed. Oh yeah. well, that's no. I mean, I I, I just um, want to just coast. Though Jake Gyllenhaal was great, I just it is one of those like you could have casted someone who probably was more ethnically ambiguous looking to be that character. Because, but yeah, yeah, whatever. I but I feel like with that, sometimes you have an actor and a franchise yeah. uh, that that are perfect marriage. Yeah. That uh, that are both both ideas get you equally excited about seeing the film, and yeah. then sometimes you have a franchise that's more, more exciting than the actor that's playing it. And I feel like mm-hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal, fine, but mm-hmm. wasn't like, oh my gosh, he's playing. Uh, I was more excited about the film than I was yeah. about him playing mm-hmm. that title character. Yes. Uh, and then lastly, from him, uh, back from two thousand four, a little film we like to call "The Day After Tomorrow." That was a good disaster movie. <laughs> that was end of the world disaster movie. It was good. Yeah, I, I I enjoyed that. The uh, it always just made, did make me think though that yeah, if uh, you know we just had one of those everything with like mm-hmm. like the Sub Zero effect where it's yeah. just like yeah, where it, it's cool. It's ha, like, pun intended. <laughs> Everybody's chiming in their favorite uh, Jake Gyllenhaal movies, and I'm all Bubble so- Boy. Come on. <laughs> uh, I saw uh, Source Code was number six on this list, and I really mm. did enjoy Source Code. I thought that was mm-hmm. a lot of fun. Star Drew. That uh, that was a really good movie. Did you see Source Code? I think so. Basically, where he kind of uh, he's going back into like wait, yes, yes. that was cool. Yeah, that there mm-hmm. we go. Right, Karen, I just communicate with just a few simple words, <laughs> so it's not to spoil anybody. We've had too many code. shows. Yes. Together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yes, right. ladies and gentlemen, that was our our box office rewind. Now, before we get to our uh, our box office bet, we are going to pick how our top five is going to look next week. Now, of course, we've got three films entering in there. We've got Chips on 2,400-plus screens, Life at 3,000 screens, and Power Rangers at 3,500 screens. Do any of those, or all of those, have what it takes to not get into the top five? I'm going to guess yes. I think it has potential. Uh, but what do you think? Do you think anything tops Beauty and the Beast? No. No. I mean, Power Rangers does have a lot I of think, nostalgia. Well, do you I think, think, no, Beauty and the Beast will stay up there. Then probably Power Rangers. Then mm, I'm not sure, and I'll probably be like, "Well, I probably should have gone the other way." I'll go with Chips, then Life. Then Kong. It'll maybe just bump them all out because they're all new ones that people are kind of excited about. 
I mean, because I figure if, say, Beauty and the Beast did half, so you're looking mm-hmm. at 85 million. Mm-hmm. Do, do you think Power Rangers could do better than 85 million? It's one of the hard to say. I, don't, I mean, I also don't know if Beauty and the Beast will go down by half. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to stay up because people like me didn't see it, so they'll see it next week. Really yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, uh, Neil, do you have any thoughts about your top five pick? Yeah, I uh, I gotta agree with Carrie on this one. I think it's gonna go Beauty, um, uh, Power Rangers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm actually gonna switch up Life and then Chips, and right? Then, and then Kong. Yeah, that's where I'm like, uh, it's it's like, is the comedy or the sci-fi gonna win? And I feel those are really you can flip a coin. Yeah, it's tough. I'm just gonna go yeah. with higher screen count. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're looking at Ryan oh, Reynolds, so. Jake Gyllenhaal. There's some good names. Yeah. Uh, Andrew says Beauty and the Beast, Power Rangers, Life, Kong, Logan. All right. Uh, Adelia says Beauty and the Beast, Power Rangers, Life, Kong, Logan. Same. Chips won't get traction. Okay. Media Shock, Beauty, Power Rangers, Kong, Life, Chips. And oh, Chuck says all the movies coming out this week look lame. Fair enough. It, chips could go either way. It could. It's going to bomb or do well. Yeah. yeah, and by doing well, I don't think it's it's certainly not going to do better than three at best, but it can yeah, also no. not I, even make it. But you, it, but if you look at the shack, it only got. I, I think it's going to do better than six point one million. Sure. So I feel like it's going to get in the top five. Yeah. Whether mm-hmm. it might be fifth place. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I could see Beauty and the Beast, uh, Beauty and the Beast, Power Rangers, Life, Kong, mm. and then Chips. Okay. Change it up, you know. Yeah, because I'm figuring even if Kong went down another, that's still 14 million. Yeah, I feel like Chips is not gonna. Oh man, I don't think. Yeah, it'll be close between those yeah. two. But I think I think Chips, Chips will come in at number five. All right, in chat room, guys, what are we voting on? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, look at this. Oh my goodness, Neil cheats. He stole my order. Star drew shots fired yeah, towards true. Neil. That, that's true, Star. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm cheating right now. Look at uh, that. Music fan said, "Beauty, power, Kong, life, and Chips." Oh, Kong? Really? Okay. Oh, man. Chip's doing better than Kong. I mean, it could be. That's Sky a toss-up says, right there. Sky says, the Beast, Power Rangers, Life, Kong, Logan. Okay. Wow. Chip's so, not making it. Oh, Sky Patterson, yeah, I, we know he's anti-chips. I, yeah, it's possible. Nah, he's, he's more so, of a... what are we voting on, guys? Uh, ladies and gentlemen, yes. Uh, Alan I haven't White. seen much voting. No, <laughs> I haven't seen any, any, any buzz about that. There are three films. Again, we've got Chips, Life, and Power Rangers. Look at that. So uh, we'll give you guys a. Actually, they're all. They have talked about the other one. You didn't want to mention. That's a, that's, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> okay, we got Power Rangers, and we got the one that won't be mentioned. <laughs> yes. It's one and one. All right. Anybody else? Dun dun dun. Oh, okay. All right. So one uh, more to break it. There you go. Come on, anybody. So if you guys are watching this not live, we do have a chat room that's live, and we have them, All right. you guys, Power vote Rangers on for what number we should game. vote on and talk about. And Miguel, uh, Miguel joins the chat, the chat room. Hola, amigos. Hola. Hola Miguel. Buenas All right. noches. The finale. We are doing Power Rangers. <laughs> Look at this. Artie says I'm voting for the one that won't be mentioned. I know. I'm there sorry. You go. It's Frank. Blame I, him. I, you know. Sometimes. All right, Power Rangers. Uh, wait, we all said two, right? Uh... We yeah. did, yes. Yeah, so from Lion Gates film, All right. 3,500 screens. Uh, you know, we, we've got uh, Elizabeth Banks. Uh, we've got mm-hmm. Brian Cranston. We've got Nostalgia. We've got Nostalgia. Uh, we've got Zords. 
Mm-hmm. You know, uh, we've got, you know, we've got uh, people going and going, empowering and ranging. So, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to do our bet here. As always, the way the box office bet works is that we're going to guess, uh, write down our guesses of what we think the actual box office total will be. The one that's closest gets to brag because they are the prognosticator of mm. prognosticators. The losers will have to go see the film and tell us all about it. Uh, oh, wow. Neil, okay, are you, we're getting uh, 55, 65. All right. <laughs> You know what? I got a number for you guys. You got it ready. All right, I'm. Uh, oof, I I'm saw, probably high, but I still have my 135 left in here from *Beauty and the Beast*. <laughs> that's, that's how much I've been using this uh, since then. Uh, man, oh gosh, man, I feel like I'm so torn on this because it could go. I feel same, just like chips. It can do really well, or all actually, life chips and Power Rangers are all gonna like they can bomb or do really well. So. I, but I feel like out of all of them, Power Rangers has the most built-in success for the box office. Because like those people that grew up on mm-hmm. it are going to want to see a new version of Chat it. Chat has a suggestion for you. Here we go. I think Frank should have to go see Slime <laughs> Jammer for cheating us. Albin. Albin, buddy. All right. Ready our numbers? That's a, vote, that's a vote for me for Frank to go see Slime Jammer. Eh. How dare you guys? Adelia only uh, says 45. So we got 45, 65, and 55. Oh, all right. I'm probably high, but whatever. High number, that is. Oh, look at that. <laughs> oh, uh, Courtney says 75. Man, oh gosh, I I am so torn on this Power Rangers. Okay, ready? Uh, all right, Neil, are you ready? I got it. You want to know what I got? All right, yeah. Neil, go ahead, go first. I'm pulling a strong seventy mil. Oh. Tie, me too. Oh, I went sixty. <laughs> Son of a. It, right. can, it can go either way, Frank. Honestly, right? it's, it's it's a huge toss up. Oh. This one. Yeah. Uh, there's so many factors to go into it. I just yes. think if Beauty makes about forty three percent of what it made this weekend, it puts it around. 75 yeah for for the weekend and i think it'll still outperform power yeah. rangers so i'm throwing it around 70 i have to get on a skype call uh, oh oh yes uh, <laughs> Carrie, oh no carrie lane's got a skype call so we yeah. got to get her out of here uh ladies and gentlemen that's mm. gonna do it for this episode of the box office breakdown but you know what the fun yes. doesn't stop here it just gets started uh because mm-hmm. you can like us on facebook give us those five stars on itunes subscribe to the youtube channel like the stuff that you see on the YouTube. Yes. Just th- those thumbs, thumbs those thumbs, those thumbs. Uh, everybody, thanks for uh, <laughs> chiming in on the chat. Alvin says Slamma Jam is going to have a $200 million opening weekend. Alvin, I love the way you think, sir. Look no. at you. Yes. <laughs> I love you, Alvin. Thank you so much for uh, always be, always, yeah. always just getting busting my chops. I appreciate it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to continue the conversation with us, even after the show's over, you want to yell at me for not picking Slamma Jamma. Uh, Neil, where can they find you? You guys got me at the Neil Plumley on Twitter. That's T H E N E I L P L U M L E Y. Uh, Carrie? And you guys can find me online at Carrie D Lane. That's K A R I D L A N E. And don't forget, go check out Electro Threads on Instagram and enter the code K Lane and you get 20% off. Get cool hoodies and shirts and stuff like this. Uh, and you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Go Jackie. Uh, again, thanks everybody for uh, joining Thank us. We'll you. see you back here next week. Find out who uh, who wins this right? great, great box office bet. Oh, <laughs> uh, look at this! Uh, bye, everybody. We see love ya. you. Slamajama, Alvin. <laughs> Slamajama. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. Would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 